Hey guys, Josh Kalinowski here, getting ready to uh, release this podcast to you today. Man, I I gotta tell you, like I am just getting so excited for our guests that we've been having on. Uh, talk about some amazing men and women, and uh, today's guest is absolutely going to rock you today. He's a Navy SEAL in the military for 26 years, and uh, he's just got an awesome story about not only, like we dive deep into buds and we dive into uh, the challenges that you get to face uh, and, and one of the, I say get to face because, you know, he chose to do this. He pursued this and it didn't happen right away. Um, and then also we talk about his amazing uh, company that he's just started, which is called Naked Warrior, and the products that he is able to distribute to us. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'm a, not only a fan, I am a user of his products. And uh, many of you guys know me. Uh, I'm a little bit intense, and uh, I have never really been excited about uh, CBD or what the benefits of that could do for you because I didn't ever like the fact that it wasn't ever 100% clean. And, and THC runs through a lot of it. It's very rampant. It's a very dirty industry. But as a military man that has still got um, top secret clearance. Uh, he's still helping his uh, Navy SEAL uh, uh, gentleman out. He pro- he provides uh, an, an amazing uh, an amazing product for them. And it's a and something I tell you what I trust and, and I use and I've had fantastic results from it. So uh, you're going to love our conversation with my man, William Branham. Uh, all right, buddy. Hey, well, I'm so glad to have you on the JK experience here, brother. Um, I got to tell you, so uh, it was a really great friend, Brad Davidson, who I was introduced to um, from Sharon, and uh, he got me um, into Naked Warrior, by the way. And obviously, I got the shirt on. I'm representing. You've obviously got the shirt on because you are the man, the CEO. Uh, and I got to tell you, dude, I just, I, I really would love to know. And we're going to talk about you know, the 26 years, uh, of military life that you, that you're in. And of course I know that you never really leave military life. It's always a part of you. Um, you know, it's just like me with, with baseball, it's always a part of my life, right? I just might not be having the uniform on, but I'm always, I was, I'm always an athlete, right? Uh, you always got that mentality, but I'd love to know, let's just jump ahead right now because you've got an amazing, I, I love this naked warrior product uh, line that you've got out there. Um, I was really super intimidated by CBD, you know, uh, was never, was never a proponent of, uh, uh, of, of, of drugs and, and, uh, and marijuana for sure. Tell me as a, like, as a Navy SEAL, like, how did you get into that realm? That's a great question. So first of all, thanks for having me on here. I'm super excited to be here. I've, I've, ever since I heard your podcast with Sharon, I'm like, I need to connect with that guy. And then, you know, through some other events we connected and, and I'm stoked to be here. So uh, first of all, thank you very much for, for having me on here. Yeah. Uh, so so for the on the CBD side, kind of my, my story is, you know, after 26 years of, of service, I've got some baggage. Some of it is from from, you know, the job that I've done. And some of it is from, you know, my personal life, toxic relationships and things like that. And what I would do is probably one of the most unhealthy things that you can possibly do is I would, I have all this noise in my head. And then what I would do is I would drink myself to sleep at night. I would, you know, use alcohol as my medicine, you know, some pharmaceuticals as my medicine to like quiet this noise so that I can like sort of like wind down and then go to sleep. 
that is very unhealthy. Alcohol destroys your body. Yeah. And uh, it, it's really a bad, you know, a bad way to go. But it's like many people do it. And and I know why they do it. Um, so for me, I'm kind of the same as you. I'm a child of Nancy Reagan's war on drugs. Just say no. Yeah. Marijuana, bad. Drugs are bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. From South Park. Um, mm-hmm. But I was listening to a podcast going to work one day um, before CBD was cool. This was probably 2015. Um, and the guy was talking about medical marijuana and, you know, the medicinal benefits of it. And everyone knows about THC, but not very many people know about this other molecule in the, in the cannabis plant called CBD. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, well, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm listening. What is that? And he's like, it's not psycho. It's non-psychoactive. It does, you know, it has helped many uh, patients with, you know, epilepsy to like stop their seizures. It has anti-inflammatory uh, properties. It helps reduce stress. It reduces anxiety, helps people sleep. It, you know, all these other, you know, chronic, it helps with chronic inflammation. I'm like, I'm like, I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. But I'm still in the military. I still maintain a top secret clearance. I am, you know, I'm driving to work. Yeah. I'm not going to even attempt to like really even research this, this thing. Like, I don't even want to Google it because, you know, that is a qu- very quick way for me to become unemployed from the military yeah. because there's a zero, uh, you know, uh, zero tolerance policy in the military for drugs. So uh, alcohol is totally fine. Drugs are bad. Um, so... I retired from the military in 2018. CBD has just started picking up steam because in, um, actually in 2018, December 20th, 2018, Congress signed the farm bill, which made hemp legal and made CBD no longer a schedule one drug. Okay. So that's really 2019 is when CBD really like sort of ramped up, but mm-hmm. a lot of people were talking about it. I was very interested, um, because I'm like, I, from what alcohol has done to my body, I certainly needed an alternative. Yeah. And so I was in Virginia in June of 2019. I'm interested. Um, more and more people are starting to talk about it. And I talked to my, my buddy, Ray, um, who was a former teammate of mine. And I'm like, hey, Ray, you know, we had lunch. And then I was going to go, I said, I'm going to go see if I can find a, uh, you know, some CBD here in Virginia, because what we have in Hawaii is probably not as good as what you have in Virginia. I don't, I don't know anything about this, but I want to try to, I'm, I'm researching. He's like, if you want CBD, I've got some at my house. I'll just give you a bottle and uh, you can try it from there. So I tried CBD and I, it, I don't know that if I noticed something super impressive right in the beginning, mm-hmm. but over time, but I think I probably slept a little bit better that night and I woke up a little less pissed off. Mm. So I like to say that water boils at 212 degrees. I was probably living at like 210 degrees. So yeah. it didn't take much to like trigger me and like push me over that edge. Um, so, but I noticed over time, I probably went from like 210 to 205 to 200 to like 198 to like 180 over like a 30 day period. And, but it wasn't, it was nothing really significant. It wasn't like I took it and put it under my tongue and like rainbows and unicorns yeah. and like fairies. <laughs> like it wasn't anything like that. It was nothing magical. It was just this sort of like very slow, very incremental kind of like you're working out. Like I don't see my, you know, my body's not changing. Yeah. I'm not losing my gut. I'm not whatever. I don't have the washboard that I want after like, you know, two weeks of working out. It takes, takes time. Yeah. But what, what I noticed is I just got further away from that um that boiling point so 
triggers would just take me long. Like they still, like I can still hit it, sure. but it just takes me a lot longer now to get there. And pains that I have uh, in my, you know, in my joints and, you know, 20, 26 years of running around with armor and falling down and jumping out of airplanes and blowing stuff up. It, there's some, <laughs> there's some, there's some damage that has happened to me. Yeah. And so I have pains that are just like, you know, certain movements are just stabbing me like through the heart. Mm-hmm. And what I noticed is those, those pains no longer were stabbing me. They were still there. They're more dull now. So, uh, fast forward, I tried some other brands, CBD worked for me. And then I'm like, I want to get into this industry. I want to work for a company. I don't, I don't know. I want to, I want to learn more. Yeah. And I met a business conference and I met someone that was in the, in the industry and she was, they were putting uh, CBD into kinesiology tape, like rock tape or things like that, that kind of hold your, your fascia and things like that in place. Uh-huh. And so they were to address the, the topical pain, the pain, you know, sort of topically. And then the, the, the kinesiology tape does its thing. So I was like, oh, hey, you're in the CBD industry. Can I talk to you about CBD? And she was like, well, why don't you just start your own business? Because I wanted to like maybe work for her or something. Mm -hmm. She couldn't pay me. She wasn't like making, you know, millions yet. But, uh, but, you know, I was like, I can do that. So I just went home and I Googled like how to start a CBD company. And I found out that the industry is incredibly dirty. So you really need to be mindful about what CBD products you use. And uh, so... And I dug deeper and deeper. And, and so what I ended up doing is I found uh, the highest quality suppliers that are in the market. I still look today and I haven't found anyone better than the suppliers that I use currently. Mm-hmm. Um, because in what I mean by dirty is, you know, 2018, December 20, 2018, CBD became legal. Mm-hmm. So now there's like a yeah. rush into the industry. Like, yeah. oh my God, get rich quick. You know, there's CBD in gas stations and smoke shops and right? everywhere you look exactly and, and so you know like one of the things that i noticed as i was doing this research is the fda has gone out and they've done at this point tens of thousands of like spot checks on different companies and what they found is you know many cbd companies uh that they found uh they don't have cbd in them they don't have the cbd they say they have have in them really? they have high levels like outside the legal limit of thc in yeah. them they have uh, high levels of uh, heavy metals, mercury, arsenic, lead, things like that, pesticides, herbicides. People are just like taking marijuana and like getting the, you know, extracting the CBD molecule. There's, there's uh, you know, depending how you extract the CBD, you can use different kind of solvents. And so these solvents are still in the product. And, uh, and, and so there's not a lot of uh, really high quality products in the market. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, you can like GNC has CBD, gas stations have CBD and one time, Someone asked me, what's the difference between your CBD and the CBD I can buy in the gas station? I was like, what's the difference between the sushi that you buy in a gas station and sushi you buy in a, in a, in a, in a sushi house? I mean, are you willing to roll the bones? Right, exactly. Get oh, you, my gosh. You try that. So it, it, it may not even be, who knows what that is. So yeah. So that was that's sort of the, the long answer to how I got into the, the CBD industry. I didn't realize I was going to go down that, that no, road. No, it road was really good. I, you know, <laughs> our audience, I, I our audiences, they're entrepreneurs. And, you know, one of the things is like – you don't have a class that teaches you how to go from an idea to the con- the concept of it and then implementation of it. And then now the, obviously you're out there. I mean, the name's out there and you're, you're growing it. And one of the things I love talking to you about is that you're not on the other side of the fence yet, right? You're not there. And this isn't a multi-billion dollar uh, company that you've created yet. You're well on your way. And then of course, that's obviously what the, the goal is, but you're, you're grinding on it right now, man. And you, 
and you're taking this much care with the product right now because you know at the end of the day it is on your reputation and these people that trust you you know you're uh, the people that are in the military professionals that um like myself that i mean i don't want to have anything with thc in it and i trust because i trust brad but now i know you i trust you that the quality of the product that i'm going to be receiving from you is exactly what you say so i love that right. that you shared that process and i really thought man you what a great analogy you uh talked about with the boiling point because i never knew how to explain when so when i started taking the cbd you're right i didn't just wake up one day like a completely new guy completely like in control of all my emotions and like, you know, so chill. It wasn't that, but you're right. I would say at over time, I've noticed that once again, my, my string gets longer before I, my fuse (laughs) gets, gets blown up, you know? Um, and I, and I, and I, it doesn't change you as a person. I think that's one thing that I think that, uh, is really awesome that you talked about is that you as a person, you're not really changing, like you're not really different. You just have a much longer fuse. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's not psychoactive. It's, I mean, there, there could be an argument that it is because it does help to, you know, it, it it interacts with your CB1 and CBD2 receptors because, you know, I didn't know this before, but you have in inside every mammal and fish uh, is what's called an endocannabinoid system. So we Hmm. produce endogenous cannabinoids. One is called 2-AG and one is called anandamide. Okay. Uh, anandamide is very closely related to THC uh, in that it's it's also known as the bliss molecule and it helps with the upregulation of serotonin and things like that. Oh, so, yeah. you know, okay. you, you have like the, the runner's high, if you will. Yeah. That's really, that's your body has created uh, anandamide and it feeds your endocannabinoid system. And the endocannabinoid system is this giant neuroreceptor that's connected to every other system in your body. Your, your, respiratory system, your central nervous system, your digestive system, your Mm. immune system is connected to everything. Mm. So, um, I forgot where I was going with that, but anyway, um, but it's so CBD feeds your endocannabinoid system, kind of like a multivitamin and Mm. your, your, your endocannabinoid system, you have CB1 and CBD2 receptors. And those are, you know, from, from, you know, your brain through your entire, your, through your entire body. So as it's, so THC goes in and it binds with your CB1 receptors and okay. creates that psychoactive effect. CBD is sort of the antithesis. So if you have a bad trip and I've never used THC, so I don't, I can only say this, uh, you know, anecdotally, um, but CB, THC goes and binds to those receptors. And if you have like a really bad trip, you can take CBD. CBD will go in and it will unbind the THC from those receptors and bring hmm. you back down off that, that high, if you will. Interesting. Um, so it, yeah, it's sort of this, it, there's still so much to be learned from this molecule that yeah. was illegal, like only a couple of years ago. Yeah. One of the things I want to make sure we talk about too, is not only do you have the CBD product where it is just a, a, a nice, uh, uh, just a little vial and you just, you take the drops, you, you know, put it on your tongue and, and you're good to go that day. You also have the energy drink, which I love, you know, one of the things that is always a freaking challenge with energy drinks is that chance for jitters, uh, that chance for you just like, you don't really feel like you're in control and, 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 or either that, or I've, I've even taken ones where, um, the amount of blood that just goes to my head and like, I get all tingly and I just kind of have this out of body experience, man, this energy drink that you have this, uh, uh, this packet that you have that you put into water, dude, that is, it's amazing. It's so good. And it gives you the good type of energy so that it's the, that you have that longevity throughout the rest of your day. Right. Right. And I, I thank you. Thank you for that. Um, 
And yeah, I've had some other people come back. So I, I uh, some gyms carry my, my product. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a CrossFit gym in um, North Carolina. And the owner just like called me one day. She's like, listen, I didn't know that I had uh, sort of this anxiety that I apparently I do uh-huh. because I've been taking, I've been drinking your energy drink like every day and I feel really good. And then I stopped drinking it and, and like my, and I didn't realize it right away, but then I was like, why am I so angry and so like anxious about stuff? And then I was like, yeah. Oh, I was taking that CBD energy drink. And I was yeah. like, it just tastes good. Yeah. And I feel good after it. But yeah, it was sort of like, I'm like, awesome. I'm, I'm super, you just made my day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're back. All right. You got me there. Hey, so, so everybody on the show here, uh, for that, those that you are watching us, uh, through our, our YouTube here, uh, by the way, Will is over in Hawaii. So if there's a better place to be right now, I mean, come on, man, this is awesome that he's over in Hawaii. And I mean, it's nice here in Wyoming. I'm not going to complain. I know you probably are a mountain guy yourself, so I'm sure that you would love to be here in Wyoming at some point in time, but I'd love to get back over to Hawaii yeah, sometime too. <laughs> work, out a, work out a visit. Yeah. Well, we have a gym, so uh, you and I are going to definitely talk about how we get you uh, get you as a supplier in our gym as well too. Um, and the last thing I just want to say, because you, gosh, I, I really want to talk about the Navy and the 26 years that you were in. Uh, but I, the last thing I just want to tell everybody is, you know, when I use that CBD, it's I use it for two reasons. One, if I know if I'm going to go into a high stress situation, maybe I'm going in there in, in a high stress negotiation, or maybe I know that I'm going to have some really challenging conversations that day with people that I know that I'm going to get that angst and I'm not going to be mentally as prepared as I need to be. Or I'm using it this way too, is we have baseball season. I got two boys that play baseball, th- uh, 13 and 11. And I'm a little bit of a competitor as a, uh, as an athlete and I'm a little bit competitive as a coach as well, too. I've started taking those, uh, during our tournaments. And I tell you, it's, it's great because I am a little bit more chill and I feel like I'm so much more in control of my emotions, which is a great thing. You know, I mean, it, it, that's the that's one awesome. thing that we know as parents and coaches that there's a lot of bad examples of coaches out there. There's a lot of bad examples of parents out there when it comes to sports and athletics. And so I, I just, I love that. I am, I have this product for myself personally. So if you're listening and you're one of those kind of people, you might want to look into this. And I know we're going to be talking about a discount for you here at the end of the show. So let's shift gears. Uh, I had a, I have a brother that was, uh, uh that was in the Navy as well too. Can I, can I yeah, yeah. talk about the energy drink one oh, just really sure. quickly and what, what you were yeah. saying just sort of reminded me of something. I got a, uh, customer feedback um, from it. So I, I also have a, a friend who has a jujitsu gym and, and he sells the, some of my products in his jujitsu gym. Uh-huh. And the guy, one of his students, his wife takes the energy drink and she was able to get off taking Adderall uh, no by way. taking this, uh, the energy. She's like, and, and I have the testimonial somewhere. What? And it basically it's, it's uh, the, the, the gym owner sent me the testimonial and then I kind of posted, you know, sort of his words. Yeah. And then she reached out, like gave him her actual testimonial. And she's like, uh, after taking, you know, the energy drink, uh, now I can still focus throughout the day like I need to. Yeah. But I don't have the jitters at the end of the day like I do when I was taking Adderall. So wow. I was just like, I just like wanted to throw that out there really quick. Dude, I'm so glad not, you said that. This is not medical that. advice. This no, is not in right? any way like making any claims. Yeah. But it, this was just a an anecdotal like this happened. This was a, a some feedback that I got. Dude, I'm telling you, that was an awesome piece of information you just shared because I've got a really, really close buddy of mine that uh, does take Adderall and I am most certainly going to have this conversation with him about it. So uh, thank you for, for saying that, dude. That's awesome. 
So let it let, let's shift. So yes, I, I've got a brother that was in the Navy, uh, stationed over in Hawaii. I really felt bad for him, by the way, being over there. Uh, and it gave us a great excuse when I turned 21 to uh, come and visit him. But, uh, I mean, you know, he tells me he was on a frigate. And so he was the one protecting the aircraft carriers, right? So he, I'm not sure if he really enjoyed the fact that he was on the frigate, but he did enjoy his time. And he met, he, he met some of his best buddies, uh, during that time. And, and I just would, I want to talk to you about, you know, the 26 years. And I got to imagine that you still got, guys that obviously are brothers to you and just that camaraderie, that bond that you, um, that you build with people when you, when you're doing some really hard shit, you know, and, and of course, obviously intense and so forth. That's the one thing I miss out of sports is that locker room camaraderie. Uh, just tell us a little bit about it, man. Not only did you go into the Navy, but you obviously had a desire to become a Navy SEAL as well. Why, just tell me that mentality, by the way. Was it just because you wanted to be, you've always wanted to be the best, or was this something that uh, just kind of came to you? So, so I grew up in Mississippi. Okay. Um, there's not a lot there. I liked hunting. I was, I was heavy in Boy Scouts. We were very poor. Um, and I always knew, I don't know how I knew, I just knew that I always wanted to be kind of like you knew that you wanted to be a baseball player. Yeah. I wanted to be. Uh, some sort of commando. And I didn't know what that really was. No one knew like that Navy SEALs were not cool back then. Yeah. Uh, no one knew there were no movies. There were no books. There was nothing really out there. There were maybe a few things out there, but it wasn't mainstream media like it is now. But um, somewhat, I knew what an army ranger was. I knew what, you know, sort of a green beret was. None of them really knew anything about the water. And I liked the water. I was a boy scout. I was, uh, I taught on the rifle range during boy scout camp. And then I became a lifeguard. And so I liked the water. I was very interested in like underwater stuff. I was interested in jumping out of airplanes and, and, you know, uh, parachuting and, and things like that, shooting guns, uh-huh. hunting, uh, playing capture the flag, running around the woods and camouflage. Yeah. So that, I was very interested in that. And so I knew that that's, I wanted to be some sort of commando when I grew up. And then I was, went to a boy scout jamboree and there, I met a kid and he was like, yeah, I want to be, when I grow up, I want to be a F-14 pilot because of top gun yeah. and I want to be a Navy seal. And I'm like, okay, what's a Navy seal? Oh, it's uh, this commando. And they do this and, you know, jump out of airplanes and blow stuff up and, and they scuba dive. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to be a Navy seal too. So, <laughs> so that's exactly what I want to do. I, go, love yeah. those things. I don't know anything about them, but I loved them. Uh, and then uh, I was at a, you know, teaching uh, like maybe a year later teaching at a boy scout camp. And there was a pilot who came out because there was a Naval air station in my, in my town. And a pilot came out and he spoke at the at the uh, at a campfire one night. And I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I want to be an F-14 pilot and like like a pilot like you. And I also want to be a Navy SEAL. And he's like, oh, a Navy SEAL. So I had a Navy SEAL in my OCS class, my officer candidate school class. Mm-hmm. And anytime the class messed up, then the, the the SEAL who was former enlisted guy went to college, got his degree, became uh, he's getting commission now. Um, Anytime the class messed up, the drill instructor would take the the class leader out and do eight count bodybuilders around the barracks for like an hour. And for those who don't know what an eight count bodybuilder is, it's kind of like a burpee, but with more steps to it. Hmm. Um, and he would come back in and be like, the guy's not even like breaking a sweat. So I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to hmm. be one of those badasses. So whatever that means, that's what I want to do. Uh, I already know that it needs a commando and he's, yeah, does all that cool stuff. So, uh, so the, the, the Navy recruiter just happened to call me like a few weeks later 
And he's like, hey, have you ever thought about joining the Navy? I was like, yeah, I want to be a Navy SEAL and a, and a F-14 pilot. He's like, check, come on down here. And so I joined the Navy <laughs> and uh, I, I made some tactical errors on the way to becoming a SEAL. I joined the Navy to be a SEAL. Right. I made some tactical errors. I didn't. And I actually recorded a podcast for another uh, for an organization that is out there that help that is helping people, uh, you know, guys and girls like to join special operations if they want to. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of give them like uh, a path yeah. uh, and some help. And so I, I kind of re recorded my experience and I had some lessons learned. And one of the lessons learned is I didn't tell people what my true intentions were all the way, like everyone. Like I didn't tell everyone that I needed, I wanted to be a SEAL hmm. because the Navy, they only care about putting people on ships. They did not care about the SEAL teams. That's a low priority. Like hmm. the way, the reason that we're like the greatest superpower in the world is because we own the ocean yeah. and that's because of yeah. the navy and like your brother being on a frigate and yeah. all the things that he did it's not sexy and so what happened to me is i i you know i graduated from in you know my technical school which is called gunner's mate that has nothing to do with guns it has to do with like guns on a ship or missile launchers it's hydraulics electronics and pneumatics so nothing to do with shooting guns um <laughs> And uh, so I graduated high enough in that class. I was like, well, you know what? I'll take uh, this other, these orders to this other school for four more months. I'll get in better shape and then I'll go to Bud's. Well, what I, what happened to me is I took these orders, which required me to go to Yokosuka, Japan and spend 24 months on a destroyer uh, that, uh, and that still almost prevented me from going to Bud's wow. because, you know, when it came time for, me to rotate out and go to my next command. I called my my detailer, the guy that tells you where you can go and what you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, I said, hey, I, I'm going to drop a package to go to Bud's. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to release you because you're too critical to the Navy. It's like, oh, no what? Kidding. So I got the answer no all the way through until um, one day the chief of naval operations came to my ship in Yokosuka, Japan. It was a small ship. It's a little bigger than a frigate, not a lot. Uh -huh. um, he did, there was aircraft carriers, there was all these other ships in Japan. He only came to our ship and he had chief of CNO's call. So the, so the CNO is the most senior guy in the Navy. There's only okay. two people more senior to him and that's the Secretary of Defense and the President of the United States. Wow. So he came to our ship, he's like, he asked, does anyone have any questions? This guy, I, hello, yeah. we're here. So um, I said, I joined the Navy to be a SEAL. I think I deserve a chance, but my detailer won't let me go. Um, and I think I deserve a chance to go because he said, I'm too critical. And so the, the CNO turns to the commanding officer of the ship and he's like, is he a good guy? He was like, yeah, he was a sailor of the quarter this quarter. It's like, check, you'll be in the first class after your PRD, which is planned rotational date, which was like six weeks away. I called the SEAL detailer like two hours later. And I said, hey, have you heard anything about my orders? He's like, yeah, we, we, we mailed your orders out this morning. So no that was like that then. So it took me three years just to get the buds and then Dude, that is some divine intervention right there, brother. I mean, oh my right. gosh, it dude. Like, it was very cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, holy cow, man. Well, I love it. Uh, I don't know if you listen to uh, Ken Coleman is with Dave Ramsey. Uh, he's with Dave Ramsey. He's got an awesome book called The Proximity uh, the prox the proximity circle. And, and, uh, that's really that, that what he's talking about is like, you just got to be in front of the right people. Right. And, uh, for you to have that, uh, have that is just awesome, dude. Oh, I love that story, man. So when you got it, so tell us this, 
so one of my great friends is uh, he was he was in the military for 20 years, was a ranger, and you know every once in a while he you know he'll open up and and I'll be I'll you know I'm just so intrigued by that like many people are right. He's just you want to know something like like just like as an athlete, a lot of people want to know like well what's it like on the, in the locker room? What's it like on the other side of the white line? Right. I'm curious to know. So you go through buds and, and r- remind everybody how long is buds again. So Buds is six months long. Now it's a, it's more of a pipeline. Okay. But the the actual like Buds training, the selection process is six months long. And it, it, it took me a, a solid uh, thirteen months to to finish a, a short six month. So yeah, I'm curious to know how many people how many how many people went in in that that class with you, and then how many people actually graduated, or how many did you graduate with? So. The class I graduated with was a summer class, so okay. they it was a little bit of a bigger class. And I'm not saying that a winter class is harder than a summer class, but it is. Um, you know, mostly talking about Hell Week and, and just to kind of give you an idea, there was a class that graduated, or they, they haven't graduated yet, but they finished Hell Week about three months ago, maybe, two uh-huh. or three months ago. Uh-huh. They finished Hell Week. And I think they started with about 150, and they finished Hell Week with, no more than 14 people no kidding now and and so and yeah so i've still have friends that are still in and they we were talking about it and and i don't know the the final number but it was no more than 14. yeah they'll pick up other after hell week they picked up guys that like rolled back or you know got hurt or something like that yeah uh you know but have already made it through hell week but you know of that there will be no more than 14 original people my original class was probably 22 something like that uh my second class i was in four classes while i was while i was there just because of injuries and things like that but um the the attrition rate is about 75 percent 80 percent roughly i was talking to another gentleman we, we had him on the podcast and uh he was a uh, he was a paratrooper and he was talking about uh, the attrition. But one thing that he, he talked about, too, is the amount of money that it goes into developing paratroopers and rangers and Navy SEALs. Uh, and he was throwing a number. This was back when he was, I mean, this would have been back in this, like, I think the late 70s is when he was in. I mean, at that time, it was over a million dollars per person that they're investing Easy. in. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I think that I thought that to me, that was pretty mind blowing to understand Wow, this is ex- this is how much it costs for the military to develop, um, you know, our elite right. forces. So I, I'm curious to know, Easy. you, know, you yeah. get through you get through Hell Week, but it's not like I think that's the misconception. Like a lot of people, are like, oh, you get through Hell Week and like then you're good. I'm like, I can't, but and I was like, there's no way, dude. So I'd love for you to just just maybe set the record straight. Like, yeah, you survive Hell Week. And it's still not fun because <laughs> I can't imagine. Hell Week is only like, yeah, Hell Week is it's just like a check in the box. It yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It means you've graduated Hell Week. I have, I have a buddy who went through Buds from start to finish twice. No kidding. He went through Hell Week both times. Uh, I know several people who've been through Hell Week more than once. Yeah. Um, Hell Week is, Hell Week, actually, you know what? This is my thought on Hell Week. I learned Hell Week was cool. It sucks, but yeah. it's cool Yeah. because I was able to learn some things about myself that I didn't know. I learned like how to push myself further than what I thought I could. And yeah. I mean, just sort of physically, uh, mentally, I've kind of always mental and physical. They are, they're, they're completely intertwined. Yeah. Um, and, and what I mean by that is things that I learned is that hell week sucks. Yeah. Bud sucks. I mean, it's fun if that's the mentality you have. Yeah. 
because you can have fun even though it sucks. Yeah. And, you know, some of the, the cool stuff about it is it's just your mindset. And, you know, in, in the, in the boat crew that I was in, a boat crew is, is seven guys, you know, three, three on each side and a coxswain in the back. And sometimes you're in the water paddling and sometimes you're on land running with the boat on your head. And that's some of the most miserable times of your life is that boat on your head. And, you know, we run all over the place. Sometimes we get in line and like we run to chow with the boat on our head and the boat crew that I was fortunate enough to get into. And I kind of saw that they were a bunch of winners and everyone else was just sort of like, just sort of going through the process. And some guys were quitting around me and I'm like, yeah. I'd been there for like probably six months at that point. And I'm like, if you want to quit, get out. I don't have like in the beginning when I first got there, I'm like, no, no, don't quit. Stay be, we're a team. Yeah. Come on, let's go. And then, you know, and these were like studs, like just like beasts of men that can like outperform me in every way possible. And they're like, I don't know, think I want to do this. I'm like, well, no, 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 stay. You're better than me. Mm -hmm. You should stay. I want to stay. You should stay. Um, but you can't change what people think yeah. or how they want to live their life. Um, and then, you know, fast forward into in like after I've been there for a while and I'm like fighting to stay there and people want to quit. I'm like, see ya, get out. I I'm, I don't, I don't care that I'm cold hearted. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, I have a, a mission now. My, yeah. So, and then I saw this boat crew We're we're all, it's about how tall you are because you know, you don't want like a super tall guy and a super short guy like under the boat because it just doesn't work. Right. Um, it's about teamwork. And I saw this boat crew winning and I was like, I want to be in, and they're all about my size. And then like, you know, a bunch of guys quit. This was Monday. Hell week starts on Sunday, Monday. And like, we got in a height line and I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, two, 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 two. okay. And I made sure I was like in the middle of boat crew three. And what I learned from those guys is that you're going to suffer. But every one of those guys who were plain Jane, nobodies, they weren't like Jocko or Goggins or these super, they're just like regular dudes. Yeah. Every one of them wanted to suffer in the front, not in the back. And so that was a very important, like, it sucks. You're running to chow and you can get there later or you can get there first. Mm -hmm. So they always wanted to get there first. So I was like, oh, I have to learn how to like move and like keep up with them. So it wasn't, they were pulling me, they were pushing me. And so I was like, oh, I, it was a shift in my mindset. So, it, you know, doing hard things, it's hard, yeah. but do you want to suffer in the back or do you want to suffer in the front? So hell week is... It's just a, like, a, it's a speck on the yeah, radar. Exactly. Uh, and, and there are events that are much harder than Hell Week after Hell Week. Yeah. There are events after Buds that are so much harder than Buds. And, you know, I I was kind of like, oh, I graduated Buds. I don't have to work that hard. That is wrong. Yeah. Once you graduate, that's when the real work starts. Yeah. Like, this was a selection process. Yeah. To see if you have what it takes to get to where you are now. Yeah. Now is time to put in the real work. Like, oh. That was also an eye opener. I didn't know that. No one was t telling me that. And fortunately, I had mentors in the in the SEAL teams that were like, "Yo, you need to get it together, my friend." Oh, okay, I got yeah. it. I got it now. You just have to tell me what my expectations are. I can take orders. It's fine. So, 
Dude, so, the, so many great metaphors that you, uh, you were talking about that I think really apply to life. Uh, two things that really stand out to me, and I hope that people listen to listen to this again, is, is first of all, is like you can't make somebody not want to quit. You can't make somebody want to do something that they're not willing to do. And I know that we run into this as leaders. You know, one of the sayings that we talk about all the time is that we are leaders, not saviors. And and what we try to do is we try to save people. We try to save so many people around us. And when you have that mentality of, no, I'm going to lead. And I'm going to, first of all, just like you were talking about, like, I'm going to lead myself first. And if you want to come, let's rock, dude. But I cannot, like, I, I I can't do the work for you. And the other thing you were just talking about at the end there is, is, is once you once you get past a certain stage, the real work actually begins. Like you really think that's hard. And that is just like as an entrepreneur, right? You got the product out there. Uh, you know, I think about my book, like I got the book out there and it's like, no dude, like I'm on base camp one and Everest is still like 300 more miles up that thing. And that's where right. it really gets bad. Right. It's the same thing with your, with, with, with uh, naked warrior. Like you've got the product. We got to get it out there now, right? And the real work is yeah. about to begin. So I, I just wanted to, first of all, just acknowledge that you just dropped some two great, awesome metaphors that I think people should definitely walk away with from the show and and really be able to imp, imp, implement that into their life, dude. Awesome, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying over here. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, you're doing great, my man. Well, I want to wrap this up. I've I've, uh, I've taken already over a half hour of your time, my man, and I know that we could go on for for a lot longer. But uh, one of the things we want to do for our audience is that you've been gracious enough to give them a discount if they use the word if they use the uh, discount code JK20. Uh, they go to your uh, Naked Warrior site. I want you to give that site here. They'll get twenty percent off uh, any of the CBD products. Uh, and it's not apparel, obviously, because apparel is separate. Everybody, if you guys know the industry. We know that like that apparel is just it's a beast of its own. So uh, for any of those products, but get a shirt, man. I I got mine, and I will tell you, dude, I love it. I uh, we've got a number of uh, products on our end as well too for Kingsman and JK and stuff. And this shirt that the stuff that you've got, man, they are comfortable, they're high quality, and they fit really really well. So you know, and and when you have something that says "Get Naked" on it, you can't help but draw some attention to you. So that's always a good thing too. So give us your exactly. website, by the way. Can we talk about? Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about getting naked really quickly? Yeah, of course, dude. Absolutely. Well, it'll be it'll be super fast. Yeah. I mean, five minutes maybe. Hey. So just just so you know, getting naked, the naked warrior. It's about taking your ego off and, and setting that aside, and 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 because we all walk around with the ego, uh, but also naked really stands for never quit, accept failure, kill mediocrity, expose your fears, and do the work. So the get is is really is about taking action. Yeah. Take action in your life and taking action about getting that ego off good ego good ego is good bad ego is bad and the bad yeah. ego you know is you know maybe you've been hurt you're you went through a, a divorce a, a breakup or you lost a job you did some like and you walk around with this pain and now you just think the world is against you the world's not against you you just have to but you need to find help and whatever that help is is you know you have in order for you to get the help that you need you have to like take that ego off and find it and you can't find you can't heal that that problem while you're wearing because that the, the pain will just fester so yeah. take the ego off get naked and uh, and again it's ne it's never quit except failure kill mediocrity expose your fears and do the work um and and take action so my website is nw-recovery.com and nw is for naked warrior but i changed it to nw because i didn't know if people wanted to put 
naked in their search engine. Good um, idea, by the way. But you can type out <laughs> you can you can type out naked warrior recovery also. Yeah. Uh, and that'll that'll get you there. So I first so you guys uh, so the get naked what that stands for here's what we're gonna do we'll we're gonna we're gonna have you back on and let's do another podcast and let's dive deep into that naked uh, get naked and what that means and how people can implement that in life now they now we've crested this open they know who you are they know why they want to continue to keep listening to you they're excited to hear from you let's let's take a deep dive into that because it is a what what you're doing even though you've got an amazing product line is really powerful and i absolutely love it too because it's it's inspiring me and it really aligns well with the way that we've got our mentality as well too. So I'd love to just take another, another show to just dive into that. If you're good with that. Awesome. Yeah, let's okay. do it. Fantastic. All right. So we've got the website, we got the website, we've got the JK 20. If you put in there for the discount code, you can get this product. And I will tell you guys, I seriously, I highly recommend this. This has been one of the best things that, uh, that I've put into my health and my vitality. And honestly, just my, <sighs> just my rage every once in a while that I have and, uh, uh, and, and the excitement that I get as a coach and also just as a competitor in life, man. So, uh, it has been, it's been awesome for me. So, Will, man, I appreciate this time with you and I'm looking forward to the next time we get an opportunity to, to sit down awesome. and chat, dude. Can't wait. All right. Well, hey, everybody, you guys know uh, that uh, the the price for this this show is that you you know you got to give this to somebody, and uh, and today was awesome. Uh, my man Will uh, really brought it, and he got some fantastic nuggets that I know that you guys should be walking away from here. So, uh, pass this along, and we'll, as always, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you very soon. <laughs>